one thing that I, I want to talk about that's always a challenge for me with regards to the channel is imposter syndrome. I get it every week. I think maybe I come across confident, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I get it every week. Uh, it's subsided a lot now uh, compared to the first three times I posted. I remember the first night before I posted, I couldn't sleep. Welcome back to the Tea with Nikki. Uh, we are pro-tea, not anti-coffee, but hopefully you can soon be having a glass of wine. I might even join you on that at one stage, or maybe the tea can be for tonic. Um, as you can see, I'm not in my room. I am actually in an undisclosed location. No, I'm kidding. I'm at our family holiday home in Clan William and I wanted to do a little bit of a special video this time round. Um, everyone always says unlucky number 13, but for some reason I actually really like the number 13. I think it's quite cool. Even though when I listen to music in the car or when I watch TV, I have to have the number on even numbers or multiples of five. So 13 does not get seen on the volume for me. But I wanted to do something special for number 13. Uh, I didn't think that I would really be here, to be honest. I wasn't sure where I was going to be. I just kind of been winging this thing for a bit. But I thought that it would be cool to do my own sort of ABC and a little bit about me and why and how I started, as a few people have asked me. Uh, those questions so I'll get started firstly I want to say I thought I'd also be a little bit chilled out wearing um, some Boulevard boutique apparel you can watch the video here interview with Taylor Sutherland and also for those who have watched it and if you do rewatch it remember I got the exclusive about swim intimates coming up uh, that she's going to be launching in October, which I am so excited for. It's just going to be beautiful. But yeah, let me jump into it. Uh, I'm going to start with the ABCs. And so I was trying to think about this on my drive over. It takes almost two and a half hours, a bit more than two and a half hours to get to Clan William. And so I was trying to think about it. <laughs> and my amazing affluent aha moment for starting the tea with nikki was during the future females first digital summit it was own your income i watched the interview with david knoll and cordula david knoll runs a podcast series called role models it is a german podcast but they also do english and it was about interviewing amazing female entrepreneurs and tech leaders in the industry and providing a platform for them and for other aspiring women to go and listen. And just during this interview that I was watching it, something just clicked in me and I thought, I need to do this. <laughs> I need to start a podcast, do a YouTube channel. Uh, I'll get into it a bit in a bit uh, because it's something I've always wanted to do but it was just that sort of moment where it really did go aha uh -huh, I need to do this 
and I just DM'd David Knoll. I wasn't even sure that he was going to respond and he did, which I'm so eternally grateful for. And sort of just gave me a pep talk, said I need to decide what it is that I want to do, the streamline it, and then just get started. Because I said, what's the best platform? Do I do YouTube? Do I do SoundCloud? And he was just really incredible and answered all the questions I had and just said, just do it, don't overthink it, because the more you think about it, the more you're going to put yourself off. And I messaged a couple of my girlfriends and I said, girls, this is what I want to do. Do you think I can do it? Do you think I should? And I'm so grateful for the incredible woman that I have in my life um, who all just said, uh, yes, do it. Why, like, it makes sense. Just do it. Why aren't you doing it already? Sort of thing and also my amazing family who I've always been supportive on anything that I want to do as well who are all like yeah cool do it yeah my mom <laughs> sends it to all her friends all the time <laughs> uh, anyway and be a business blunder uh, I don't think this has been going on long enough for me to really have a blunder at this point in time um, but a blend into a blessing just all my technical mishaps um, Instagram learning how to use Creative Studio because videos don't upload but and then video software I just kept messing it up and um, I would say maybe my <laughs> blanket background uh, but it turned into a blessing because I just fell in love with the color more and more and more every time I was doing it and then I painted my room the color and it's become sort of my signature color and I do get a lot of good feedback about it so for me it's a blessing because it's one of my favorite colors um, but blender yeah I think maybe a blender also would be not planning in it advanced enough um, being short on a video uh, but then again uh, gets turned into a blessing because then I scramble and I find amazing women to still speak to there's no shortage which uh, is, is a blessing and a cinematic worthy cock-up moment again I don't really think that I have anything um, in this long enough in this there is one um, that I can think of actually I joke when I was interviewing Paulette Neo my laptop died two or three times during this and so we had to constantly come back online and I kept losing the footage so I thought we'd have to redo the entire interview and it just kept crashing and dying and I'm trying to be professional and just literally keeps crashing so it was a cock-up crashing moment um, and I was just so embarrassed but thank goodness that Paulette is such a wonderful human she we just we just laughed about it but it, oh, it was a cock-up I was just like running around looking for my charge and thinking like oh my shit <laughs> um, and yeah so this brings me to why, why did I start? Uh, what was sort of the catalyst moment for, to get to my aha moment to start? I've always wanted to be a presenter, I think. Um, 
for as long as I can remember, I went through so many phases of <laughs> what I wanted to be when I grew up. At a stage, I wanted to be an author, I remember. Um, but for a while, I remember I wanted to be a presenter. But as it happens all the time for anyone, you have big dreams and people shut them down. And they say, oh, well, if you wanted to be a presenter, you probably should have started this like years ago or this or that. And um, I also saw with, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> um, being a presenter in the spotlight, you don't really have much of a personal life. Um, people always watch what you do. And um, then I thought about, I wanted to be a producer, TV show producer. So I actually in grade 11 did job shadowing at Hectic 99 and the for what a producer does and I saw presenters and I think that was sort of a catalyst moment for me in grade 11. I just knew I wanted to be in media in, in biz then jump forward to university. I joined UCT radio, I was on the drive show, I also had my own features, I was then also became the events coordinator um, I also emceed one of the events, which was so much fun. In that moment, I was also thinking to myself, "This, I want to do this. I love this. This is great fun." And I remember also when I was at UCT Radio, I had a um, few friends that I would hang out with. Uh, lucky enough, I know Chris Rogers and uh, Wayne Funnykirk and my friend Natasha Bernstein. And I remember Chris was starting to get into YouTubing, creating his GoPro videos and. Wayne was also involved there and I was speaking with them about radio and I remember, I don't think Chris will remember this, but I, I do and and Wayne as well, because they wanted to do something a bit different with the YouTube channels and they said to me, why are you doing radio? You, you, you shouldn't be on radio, you don't have that personality, you should be doing YouTube, be on YouTube and I just remember I could not Think of what it is that I wanted to do but I always loved talking to people and getting to know them I, I have a fascination with anthropology and sociology and just why, what makes people tick what how does a person become who they become nature versus nurture sort of thing and fast forward again a couple of years when I started working I worked thought, okay, I'm really going to try and pursue this presenter thing because I really started falling in love with sports more and more and more. Um, after During and after university, always watched sports during school anyway. And I remember Motsidisi Mohono, who I've interviewed. I wonder if I can put it here. Um, and I was just in such awe of her. And I just thought, this is, I really want to do this. This is something that speaks and rings true to me, I want to go into presenting. And I actually got to meet MoCDC in person, which was really cool. And also, you know, what tips do you have for a presenter, which I was asked in my, in my interview. And, but that, I met her while I was working as a sports journalist. So I was going around trying to find out how I can get involved in sports presenting, where do I begin, and um, actually spoke to Nick Mallet as well, which I was very lucky to do. I've been very blessed and very lucky with, with who I've met and who I've encountered in my life to get to where I am now. And 
I, so I found this online publications magazine and I told them I think video is the future. More and more people are watching it. It's, it's where it needs to be. And they said, that's not what we do. But if you want to come maybe intern with us, write for us, get that up. I just, um, they do do video content, but not necessarily in the interview style that I wanted to do. And I thought, okay, well, I mean, in order to be a good presenter, you have to be able to write. You have to write content and questions. Otherwise, you, you don't have anything. So I joined and again, I got to write for uh, Springboks, Cobras, uh, Cricket SA, Western Province. I got to meet incredible athletes and create content for them, interviews. I got a lot of creative outlet um, and control is outlet the right word was an outlet but uh, I get I got to give a lot of creative direction which was very cool then I left I left that work um, and I knew I still just I kept I, I kept trying to push for more and more female content because I said I said that this is where the world is going we need to be there people want to see more female athletes we want to hear more it's just more is coming and we need to be there and when I had left my my position at this agency I said I wanted to start a blog and that was more in the writing sense as opposed to actual video and then I started working as a recruiter at Salt Recruitment uh, back it was Recruit Digital it was just sort of something that also fell in my lap I sent them my CV not to go work for them but I wanted to find a position as a project manager and I remember my colleague, now colleague, Alexander, calling me and doing the typical recruiter thing on the phone that I do now. And he says, well, did you, my, my operations director wanted me to ask you, did you ever consider recruitment? And I said, no, <laughs> honestly, no, it's never been something that's crossed my mind. And he said the most wonderful analogy, which, I say still today as well is that no one wakes up and says, oh, I want, I want, today I want to be a recruiter, you know. So some people say they want to be astronauts or firefighters. You don't wake up and say you want to be a recruiter. And I said, well, speak to me about it. Tell me what it entails. I came in for interviews. I met the, the team and everyone. And two weeks later, I joined and haven't looked back. Very happy. I love it there. And they've been nothing but supportive on all my career goals. And when I wanted to start this and I was starting this, they were all for it as well, which was incredible. So that's the what and the why. And what I wanted to actually also speak about, because I often ask this about what does feminine leadership mean to someone and we, we do talk about mental health as well and you know what are your challenges being in the industry so one thing that I, I want to talk about that's always a challenge for me with regards to the channel is imposter syndrome I get it every week I think maybe I come across confident <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I get it every week uh, it's subsided a lot now uh, compared to the first three times I posted, I remember the first night before I posted, I couldn't sleep. Uh, I was so anxious. Everything 
inside me was, I, oh, it was, I remember I was just so nervous and I couldn't concentrate and it was actually just such a horrible day. I had so much anxiety and so much stress and I was thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? People, people are going to think, who the hell is this girl? And then I thought, well, next. Remember, you started 2020 saying it's going to be a whole lot of who does she even think she is? Because I don't like setting New Year's resolutions. I set intentions for the year for myself. And this year I wanted to do things that challenged me. And you always hear that, but what if it doesn't work out? What if people judge me? What if this? And, I, and then I turn and I say, well, what if it does work? What if it is everything that I wanted? And I was too scared to just try. So I've never been shy from a challenge and everything's always evolving and I mean I'm a big advocate on um, um, kneeling into your emotions uh, rather than running away from them and acknowledge them and lean into them and so the imposter syndrome comes and then I think well why am I feeling this way why do I feel this way and then you sort of realize as well that you know the content and what I'm doing it's not about me and that helps a lot is that it's not about me the content is about these women that I speak to and I think back to why I started because I wanted women uh, aspiring career professionals entrepreneurs entrepreneurs tech innovators industry leaders future, you know just potential to look at this and say okay well these women cocked up at some point and they started somewhere and I can be that too. And I want to encourage women that to go after what they want and to not be shy of it. And to also not hold on to things because I also say, you know, if it doesn't serve you, it doesn't deserve you. So these emotions, I also don't like saying negative emotions because they're emotions, it's not a bad thing. If you're nervous, you care. Um, but then you have to lean into it and say, why am I nervous? Why do I feel this way? And if it doesn't serve you, it doesn't deserve you. So why am I feeling imposter syndrome? Is it me? It's, is it serving me? And the thing is, again, that that's what it is. If, it's not, if it doesn't serve you, it doesn't deserve you. So it doesn't deserve my time. Why am I feeling this imposter syndrome? So I do get it every week, all the time, every, every Wednesday, every Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, and then, but slowly but surely it's subsiding. I still get it, but again, it just means that I can. And I think it serves me in the sense, not the imposter syndrome, but the nerves, because I always want to produce the best content that I can and have these amazing women and be on the forefront of it, of what I can and how can I get creative and what can I do to make it better and what do people like? What are people engaging with? And yeah. Uh, <laughs> then feminine leadership to me. Well, we, I've had some beyond in, incredible answers on my channel. And I just feel like I'd be reiterating everything that all the women have said. But... I think there's no one defined answer what feminine leadership means. 
But what it means to me is his empathy, it's compassion, it's a silent strength. It's being in touch with yourself and you and your emotions. Are your emotions serving you and being able to discern things that are serving you in your life and if it deserves your attention because why waste your time on something that isn't benefiting you, isn't growing you, isn't pushing you? Feminine leadership to me is, is, is intuition. It's a lot of knowing that discernment and not running away from emotions but running into them, kneeling into them. And with that comes the silent strength where, with empathy because then we can understand those around us and support and uplift. So there's different ways of leading and my personal favorite leadership is, is the empathy element. It's understanding, it's knowing because, and supporting and, and being positive because when your employees are happy, then your customers are happy, your clients are happy because that person vibrates that energy and it's, it's Try talking to someone who's just constantly smiling and you, you don't want to smile. I, I mean, it's just how it is. Um, next week, I have a very exciting episode. Uh, it's with Lesejo Tlawi, who is also known as Coconut Kells. But I just wanted to do something special for the 13th, the dreaded number 13. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this. You got a little something. You got to know me a little bit more. So I thought it'd be nice to get to know the person behind the screen. I'd also really like if you could maybe say in the comments below what more you want to see. Maybe suggestions who you'd like to see on the channel. Uh, I'd love that, honestly, because... That helps me a lot. Um, but what sort of maybe more content you want to see? I am going to do a bit of a shake up in a couple of episodes because I want to do them in like seasons. I want to do more female uh, athletes as well. So if anyone can suggest any, um, maybe businesswoman or psychologists, do you want to hear more uh, from sports stars? Do you want to hear more from entrepreneurs? Do you want to hear more from? CEOs in entrepreneurs um yeah thanks so much for taking the time to listen to me talk about myself which is weird but yeah <laughs> tap into your intuition if it doesn't serve you it doesn't deserve you and I hope that you continue listening to my channel and that you enjoy it Thanks. I'm going to go enjoy my leave now for the rest of the week. <laughs>